This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Good morning, Living Faith. Pastor Gavin has uh, asked me to speak this morning, and I'm just honored and privileged to speak to you all. So um, thank you so much for that. All your songs were right on with what I wanted, what really the word God gave me. That he's a perfect father, which means his ways are perfect. But I'm learning this about his perfect ways. They're uncomfortable. He wants you, he'll say, I'm going to have you go from here to there. And we think, oh, it's going to be smooth. Absolutely not. That's in none of the stories in the Bible. He's going to get you there. But his perfect ways are very uncomfortable and for him, very, very fun. So today I'm going to speak on the joy of the Lord and, and really just how good of a father he is and how fun he is. But if we don't surrender to his fun and his goodness, it's not going to be fun for you at all. So, so Holy Spirit, I just make myself available that you would just have fun through me. Let every word be yours. So I just surrender now to what you want to do here. And I just thank you for every person listening that their mind would be renewed. That if there's any, any darkness in the heart that you would just bring light to it. You'd bring truth. You'd bring joy and love and your peace and your kindness, Lord. And you're fun, God. So I just thank you for this time. And I just say, have your way right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, Living Faith, if you could turn to James 1. We have to start in James 1. And I think this is such a good verse to read at least once a month. You have to read at least once a month. Um, It's been such an interesting time with this whole, uh, you know, corona thing and this quarantine. And... I feel like there's, there's two things that are happening in the body. There are people that are closing their eyes and just waiting for this to end. And then there are people licking their lips that are excited, that there's a joy and expression that they can't contain. And we're going to talk about that today. And you really have to go to James 1. So I'm going to read in verse 2, and this is going to be the Passion Translation. I love this. Ready? Here we go. My fellow believers... When it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, when you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. I love that word endure because that's who God is. God is love. And it says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love endures all things. Now, I teach this to the kids, and they they all know what endure means. And if you look up in the dictionary, endure means this. It means to choose to suffer patiently. That sounds like fun, right? (laughs) I want to read that again. To endure means to choose to suffer patiently. And and I love this verse, so I'm just going to keep reading. And then as as your endurance grows even stronger... It will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. I love that because that is God's heart for all of us, that there would be nothing missing and nothing lacking. That's why Paul writes that everything finds completion in Christ and in Christ alone. Now I'm just going to keep reading verse five. If anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. 
I love that. That is a, that is a perfect father. That your failures, he's going to overwhelm you with his generous grace. Now, verse six, just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes, being undecided makes you become like the rough seas, driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? Now I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians This is chapter 5, verse 16, 17, 18. We all know this, right? Be joyful always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. I'm going to read in the Passion. Let joy be your continual feast. (laughs) I love that. Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, here we go. In the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus and that's exactly what I want to speak on today. But it's, you see, every promise from God, every scripture that God speaks to you about, it has to be tested. It has to be proven. It has to go through a trial. Uh, I don't want to say a dark time, but it has to go through darkness. Because if you think about it, you overcome evil with good. So the reason he gives you these promises and why there's treasures of these precious promises, it's to invade darkness. But a lot of times we go, oh, I got this great word from God. So now everything's just going to go. That if God told me I'm going to be a manager, that everything's going to be perfect, that I'll never, ever get fired, that favor is just going to fall left and right. And I don't see that anywhere in here. Nowhere. Joseph is told, you know, he gets this dream that, you know, they're going to bow to him. And then right away, he's thrown into a, a well. And then he's in you know, slavery, and then a prison. David, don't, because going to be told, you are going to be king. And then he has to faith, face Goliath. And then he has to face a king who's trying to murder him. It's, there's, there's not this smooth thing. But what I've learned with God is there's joy in it. If you want it. Here's the key though, if you want it. Because James 1 says, consider it joy in the New King James. And I love how um, Graham Cook teaches it. Because The truth is this, no matter what you're going through, I don't care if you lost your job, if you heard something about sickness, if if the weather isn't going your way, if you got laid off, all these things, it doesn't matter. According to the word of God, joy is an option. No matter what, no matter what, and I love how Graham Cook says, he says, what you're going through, God always says, there's joy here. Do you want it? Because he gave each one of us a thing called free will. He won't force it upon you, but he goes, there's joy here. Do you want it? And you see that everywhere in the Bible. You have, you have I'm going to go to um, Judges 6. And I love the story of, of Gideon. Because you have Gideon who's such, you know, in his quarantine, he's hiding in a wine press because these, these Midianites are just thumping him and his people, just plowing his people, and he's hiding. And the angel of the Lord shows up and does what? Hey, mighty man of valor. Like, speaks to him like, hey, happy birthday to you, guy. Mighty man of valor, right? And he speaks to him, and I love Gideon's response because he kind of ignores it and goes right to the, where have you been, kind of attitude. Like, and that's okay. You know, I've learned this about God and Pastor Bet has helped me because sometimes I, I, I am, I'm afraid to ask why. 
It's okay to ask why. Gideon asks why. But here's the thing, though. You, you have to be okay with his response. Sometimes he'll answer your why. Sometimes he ignores your why and just tells you who you are. But you have the choice. You can soak in your pity or choose joy and see where he's trying to get you to. That is an option. Like I said, he won't force you. You get to make it. But every, every, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter. He goes, joy is here. I want you to get that picture. No matter what you're going through, if you're stuck at home, he goes, joy is here. Do you want it? Do you want to consider it? And so he does this to Gideon. And so this is chapter six, and this is verse 13. I love this because Gideon's kind of like, mighty, he hears this and he kind of looks around like, me? I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm in a wine press. And then he tells the angel, my Lord, if you are with us, why then has all this happened to us? Here's the why. And where are all his miracles? Which of our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. In other words, like, where have you been, God? Like, no. Like, why and where? And then God's answer, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Completely ignores it. Completely ignores his why. And it's more of like, no, no, you're chosen. Happy birthday. You ready? You want to go? Joy is here. Do you want it or do you want to stay in this wine press? You can stay if you want. You could stay. It's an option. Or you can go with me. And you see that everywhere in the Bible. You see it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see it with Daniel. That we all go through these, these times where you have to be tested. And the answer is joy if you want it. If it's there. Now, there's something phenomenal happen, happening during this time. Um, I know for me, it's just been, I've been licking my lips and just tapping into things that I didn't know that were there. And how, and the biggest thing is, one, one thing I, I've done is, is I've kept my prophetic words before me. That during this time, because a lot of you, a lot of us, when we, when we broke into 2020, we were like, 2020 vision, God's given us this, this. We were all excited and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. God's taken us here. And then all of a sudden this hit and we go, oh, this is part of it. This is, I'm sorry, like same thing happened to Joseph. Same, same thing happened to the boys in the fire. Same thing happened to Daniel. Daniel, you want to influence? Great. The king is going to throw you into a lion's pit. Yay. Great. And because he chose joy, that lion pit became a petting zoo to him. You are either going to fight your way out of that lion's pit or you're going to be at what we were saying today at rest and enjoy it. You're going to start petting those lions like, oh, you're so cute. That those giants are just going to seem like little furry creatures. Each one of us has a giant, whatever, whatever, wherever you're at. Some of you, you got laid off. I'm telling you, God is going, there's joy here. Do you want it? Some of you might have know someone that got sick. Some of you are, are around it. A lot, of, a lot of you nurses are, are in the forefront. And God is saying, there is joy here and I need you to get this. Because when you get this, you can affect everyone around you. There is joy here. You're not just supposed to just get through and then have an okay day. No, no, no. Joy is here and he's called you to reign in that place. Do you want it? Do you want it? So I love this. And, um, and I love Gideon. And so you, you know Gideon's story. 
And you know everyone's story. And the path is just, from God's perspective, looks fun. And if we could tap into that, we can start having fun with him. But sometimes we're like, oh my Lord, it could look scary. And, and, and that's okay. I, I believe physically, naturally, it should. I believe sometimes physically, naturally, if it doesn't look scary, it might not be him. Just saying, according to this word, might not be him. I mean, an, another story that I love is Paul and Silas. I mean, if, if you go to Acts, um, you don't have to go there, I'll just read you. This is Acts 16. I love the story of Paul and Silas. Around in verse 18, they, Paul like heals this girl that's being tormented, right? He's doing God's work. He's enjoying this, right? And then you think like, okay, everything's good. This woman got delivered. Now I'm good. No, they're thrown into prison. And then their, their legs are like handcuffed. And this is like, you know, like back then prison. It's not like they're walking around like going, oh, I wonder when my time's up. No, no, they're locked in. It probably stinks. They're probably in a, very uncomfortable But what was their response? Sing. Sing. Joy is here. Do you want it? And so their response in verse 25, 16 verse 25, is, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns and the prisoners were listening to them. It didn't matter where they put Paul and Silas. Paul was like, doesn't matter. We have influence everywhere. And it says all the prisoners were listening. That's an important thing that, that, so what that tells me is wherever God puts you, you're an influence, whether you like it or not. Even in the jail cell, even your quarantine, you are still an influence. People are watching you and you get to choose joy if you want it. You are not turned off. This quarantine, we think, see, this is the difference between us and unbelievers. We're called believers for a reason. We're supposed to believe we're supposed to believe what do we believe well all things are possible we're supposed to believe in that god is perfect so no matter what the path looks like this is going to be joy i'm going to choose joy every second of every time this is going to be fun though it looks like looks a little crazy but you know what i'm going to submit to this and go through it so for me i know i'm like okay there's no kids here there's no i've learned to tap into filming i've started the youtube living faith next gen uh, go check it out. Oh, pre-K, the video is up. And then, just so you know, so pre-K, you can watch that while I'm speaking or you can watch me. Um, but it's just been fun tapping into things I didn't know. So one thing I've been doing is, I have in my pocket, I've been keeping it, and God told me to do this. He said, get out all your prophetic words. And he said, now's the time to go after them. You see, let me tell you something. Prophetic words aren't meant for when everything's going well. Just in case you didn't know. Just in case. Some of us, we go, oh, I got this great prophetic work that I'm going to da 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 and everything's going great. Great. He's not going to tap that yet. He's not going to tap into it until you're, you're, you're in that, that place where it looks uncomfortable. That right now is the best time to get out all your prophetic words and get into them. Because one, one of mine is I'm supposed to be an influence. I know it. It's there. God spoke it to me. Pastor Kathy spoke it to me. So many people spoke it into my life. I'm supposed to make this fun. So I'm learning how to do that. So one thing I I encourage you all to do is get out all your prophetic words and start speaking them to yourself. Start speaking over your kids. Start meditating on them. Now's the time to see them come to life. So there are two decisions going on right now. You can either really, and I'll go to Isaiah 54 with this, but hold on. You can either lick your lips or you can close your eyes and just get by, which is what the world is doing. This is when Christians should reign like no other. 
Now is the time for the bride to, Isaiah 60, arise and shine. The darker it is, the brighter we get. If we choose joy. No matter what. And sometimes that's hard. And sometimes it's, it's difficult. There, there was a time in my life where, when I went back to college, I moved back in with my parents. And um, I don't know what happened, but it just seemed like death just hit our family. Um, my grandfather fell. And so we had to go into a rehab place, which caused my aunt to really freak out that she had a massive stroke and then she died. And then shortly after that, my grandma, who already lost three other kids, this was her, her fourth one dying, is that correct? I believe that's correct. So she's already lost a lot of her kids. There's only two left now. She ended up dying that same year. And then shortly after that, my grandfather passed away. For a year and a half, my mom lost her sister, her dad, and her mom. And if, if you talk to any son, nothing hurts a heart more than seeing your mom cry. And it, it hurt. I came home to a crying mom day after day. In fact, I remember where I was when they got the call, when my mom heard the phone call that her mom had passed. And all I heard was a scream. It was a loud scream. And my dad came in the house and we jumped in the car and headed to LA and just to see the body one last time. And it was scary. It was hard. But joy was there. Joy was there. It was hard to find, but I had to stop and look for it. And they had such a beautiful moment where it was me, my cousin Justin, and my cousin Mario. And we all sat around her. And it was such a beautiful moment. And all three of us became so close and just so tight-knitted. And it was such a beautiful moment to surround her because our, our grandparents to us are, are kings. And Hispanic families, grandparents are gods. I'm just going to say it. Like, if our parents say something, we're like, yeah, okay. But if Nani and Grandpa say it, it's like, okay, we're going. Like, that's just how it is. Like, parents, they have, they have influence. But grandparents, oh, you bow. You bow. Like, their words have power. So we just sat around. And coming home and hearing my mom cry day in and day, day out, I remember this one night. And I've shared this with a few people. I'll never forget it. I was in my room journaling. And, and I hear this. I didn't know if it was a laugh or a cry. You know that sound where it's someone's either laughing really, really hard or someone's crying really hard. And I remember hearing it and I was like, oh my gosh. So I, I went into, my mom was in the office. So I, I walk into the, the office and I kind of peek and my mom is watching like America's Funniest Home Videos and she's like on the floor like dying. And by the way, if you know me and know my laugh, I get it from my mom. So you think my laugh is loud? Like times that by two, that's my mom. So I walk in and there's this joy radiating off her. And I'll never forget this. I don't know how to explain this, but there was something in the corner. Um, I don't know if we're back it up biblically, but there was something evil in the corner. I felt that there was some kind of thing there and I sensed it cower. It was like scared. It was like kind of like going like that. And, and all I kept hearing was like, she's happy. She's happy. She's happy. And, and it just really hit me that, how powerful laughter is, how powerful joy is. Because if you think about it, Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And we know the enemy brings death. And I love what science is doing because it's proving the Bible. Do you know what laughter does to the body? It stops you from aging. It actually brings you more life. There's a reason he says, be joyful always. Because worrying, stress, fear, it ages you. It brings you closer to your death, which is not God. 
Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. So I, I was sitting there and I, and I, and I, and I, I kind of peek and I'm hearing my mom laugh and I, and I get this joy and I'm like, you doing good mom? She's like, she was just on cloud nine, but it, it was something so powerful. And, and I learned this about God because God spoke this verse over me um, a couple years before this happened. I remember prophetic words, anything God speaks to you, it has to be tested. And it's not when everything's going great. It has to be challenged when things look kind of cruddy physically and you know naturally. That's when God goes, amen. I mean, like I said, look at Gideon. I mean, Gideon tried to bring all of his army and God's like, oh, way too many, right? And the army gets knocked down to 300, right? And then I'm sure Gideon was like, all right, get your swords and bow and arrows. And God's like, nah, grab a trumpet. Like his ways are perfect. We just have to trust it. And if we trust it, it'll be more enjoyable. So anyways, just going back to this verse, I want to share this verse with you. Um, it's Psalm 37. And, and I, I love this verse because it teaches us something about God's nature. So go ahead, go to Psalm 37. And I love this. I love this about God. So I'm going to share what God showed me about with this verse. So this is verse 12. Psalm 37, 12. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. Look at verse 13. The Lord laughs at him. I'm going to read that again. The Lord laughs at him. How many of you have actually heard the father's laugh? Honestly, I'm going to ask yourself. Pastor Beth, raise your hand. Yeah. (laughs) But because he laughs, I think some of us don't think he laughs. Remember, laughing is healthy for the body. It, it, it keeps you from aging. It keeps you young. So there's a reason he says, be joyful always. It might be because he's joyful always, because he never loses, because he endures all things, because love goes on and on and on. And so the wicked plots against the just, but the Lord laughs at him. Now, this is what the Lord showed me at this verse. So that I had to look up this word laughs. So if you look up that word laughs, it's not just a ha, 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 ha. If you look it up, it's the word in Hebrew, the word sahak. So go ahead and say that, sahak. And you got the huh in there. But you know what it means? It's not just a ha, ha. It means this. Ready for this? I love this. It means to make sport of, to treat like a chew toy. That when the enemy does something, the Lord sees it like, oh, that's another chew toy for me. That I'm supposed to make sport of this. I'm going to say that again. It means to make sport of. And the picture that, that God showed me was this. If you study killer whales and the way they eat, it's hysterical. Unlike a great white, a great white is going to like get its seal and eat it and swallow it so it doesn't get hungry. Orcas don't do that. They play with their food. They'll injure the seal. This is kind of brutal. And then they'll play with it. There's videos of what they'll do is they'll go under and they'll flip the seal up in the air. And then I'll land. And then another one will come and flip it up in the air. And I'll land. And God says, that's what happens to the enemy when you choose laughter and the darkness. Your laughter punishes the enemy. It hurts him. It really hurts him. Because think about it. If you're laughing, you're getting more life into you. You want to hurt the enemy? Laugh. Consider it joy. There's joy all around you. There are things to be tested. Get out your prophetic words. What is, and and I'm going to go to um, Isaiah 54 because this is such a a big scripture for me, for me and Pastor Leslie. I was talking to Pastor Leslie yesterday. And I think sometimes, you know, we, 
we say prayers or we ask God. And then we, after you ask it, sometimes you go, uh-oh, did I ask for that? And one of the ones she said is, God, give me more influence. And it's like, ooh, if you ask for more influence, you know, what's your path going to be? We think, oh, God's going to give me this. No, no, no. It means you're going to have to be hated. You're going to have to go through things. So if you want more influence, there's a path for that. So I love Isaiah 54. And I, I love the first word because this is, this is God telling a barren woman, a woman who, who can't bear children, a woman that can't do what she's called to do. And God's answer is sing. That's his answer. I love that. I love it. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. And I love verse 2 because this is, this is the key. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and all your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. You see, verse 2 is on you. Right now, you have a choice to either enlarge your tent or close your eyes. This is a woman that's in quarantine. She can't bear children, and God is saying, dream bigger. Enlarge your tent. Start singing. Get joyful. This is an exciting time. This is what she's telling. This is what he's telling a woman in court. And this is a woman who can't, can't do what she was created to do. And God's answer is sing and enlarge your tent. Your imagination, your dreams need to get bigger. You need, so right now, I, I, th- this is a season for all of you. Especially if you got laid off. This is where you start dreaming. This is not a time for you to start backsliding and go, I don't know. I don't know. You, you can do the Gideon route and go, why is this happening? But then let God answer you because he's going to cause you to dream bigger. This is when, like I said, you get to be a real believer. This is when being a believer is, should, be, should be more fun. This is where, this is where like, we start going like, oh my gosh, is there anyone else having fun and enjoying this? Right? This is great. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Fire? I love fire. This is great. Right? Paul, Silas, in jail. What? Great. Let's sing. Sing away. Right? Daniel in the lion's den. It'll be great. I got lions. Be great. There is, there is a response here. God is inviting you right in here, right now, saying, joy is here. Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want to get out your prophetic words? Do you want to start having fun with those? Do you want to start testing these yet now? Because now is the time. Now is the time to test everything God has spoken over you. You can either go through this with this or you can miss this really phenomenal opportunity. This time is an opportunity for all Christians to step out what they believe. Not just go, look at all the words God gave me. There has to be a time where I don't have to show you this. You see it on me. And now is the time when that happens. This is when really like the car starts moving. This, this season that we're all in together, I encourage you, this is where this becomes this. Now is the time. Are you growing? Are you expanding? Are you enlarging your tent? Or are you getting complacent? Are you saying, I know joy's there, but I got laid off. I, I we all go through things. We all go through things, but I'm going to hit it once and once again. Joy is there. It's always an option. And um, I want to go to Ephesians 3 because Paul is, is, is great at this. Paul is phenomenal at this. And I feel like in chapter 3, 
And what we sang about, what we sang about is really chap, Ephesians chapter 3 is, is where's your confidence? Where's your trust? If, if, if joy is a, not an option for you or it's hard for you, it's really simple. We know where your confidence is and where your trust is. I'm going to read verse um, 11 and then we'll get to 12. So this is Ephesians 3.12. This perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ so that now, this is right now, this is the body of Christ, so that now we have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because, and this is where you highlight, tattoo it, underline it, because our complete confidence is in Christ's faithfulness. That right there is the foundation of joy. The complete confidence is in Christ's faithfulness, not yours. And that's the key. I've learned times where I've not enjoyed it. It's because I have trusted my faithfulness. Look, God, I'm faithful. I will always let myself down. But I've learned in Jesus, he never lets me down. I, I, I jump on to his faithfulness. What we sang today, right? Because of, his, because of Christ's faithfulness. Where is your faithfulness this morning? Or where, where is your confidence this morning? Is your confidence in Christ or is it in you? Because that right there is the decision. Confidence in you will cause you to worry, doubt, and fear. Confidence in Christ all of a sudden goes, all things are possible. Let me get that word out. Let me test this. Let me get out and go do something. Confidence in Christ basically turns on a light and makes everything possible. It causes you to dream, especially in the darkest times. Now is the time to dream living faith. Now is the time to let your your tent enlarge. There is something phenomenal that God is doing. So I'm going to read that last line one more time. We have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because our complete confidence is in Christ's faithfulness. That's it. The reason we get to have fun is because Christ was faithful, not because you were. You get to jump on the wagon with him because he finished it all. So that's why every second of every day, no matter what you're going through, joy is an option. Joy is always an option. Amen, living faith. I love you guys. Was that short and sweet, Pastor Dave? (laughs) So um, we're going to take offering. Um, Please don't log off though, because I just want to pray over you. And, and I love how this, this really, I mean, this links with everything, especially with giving. I mean, giving and offering is it's just like anything, else, especially with finances. If you go, God wants you to go here, that path is going to be uncomfortable. And I love what Bill Johnson says. Bill always says this. He goes, how do you know how much to give? And he, he oh my gosh, this is scary. His, he says this, oh, give until it hurts. Oh my gosh. Like, is that complete confidence in Christ or what? How do you know how much to give? I'm going to give until it hurts. Like, I I love that. Remember, we're not giving to become something. We're giving because it's who we are. You you already are who he says you are. I already am who he says I am. So from that place, that's my decision. So I think the stuff's going to come up on the screen if you want to, yeah, the text giving, the amount and all that. So I encourage you, especially with your finances, now's the time to start dreaming. How big do you see your bank account getting? How many millions do you want to bless people with? Now's the time to sit with God 
and see if you can outdream him. And I, and I would use Bill Johnson's quote here, dream until it hurts, until it's so big that you're like, wow, okay, I'm not there yet. Because <laughs> then you know where your trust level is. And you go, okay, God, you have to get bigger. So I encourage you, especially with finances, your relationships, work, everything, I encourage you, dream more. So that's all I have for you, living faith. James 1, consider it joy. Joy is an option. So I just want to pray over you this morning and just release just grace over you because it's grace. And the best way to receive it is in rest. That's the best way. So Holy Spirit, I just thank you for everyone listening. I just thank you for every heart. I thank you, Holy Spirit, right now that you just penetrate everyone watching right now and that you would just dump gallons of joy right now. That you would just show how joy is an option. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, right now that you would just just make that aware. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would awaken dreams we just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would just renew the mind right now, that people have the mind of Christ, that they, could, they can go off here and start dreaming like the way they should be, to dream like all things are possible, that they're not going to compromise for the next job, but they're going to dream for the God job that you want them to have. So I just thank you, Holy Spirit, right now, that you would just, just go for it, Holy Ghost, that you would just infiltrate everyone's heart and mind. Thank you for the invitation to expand, God, to always grow bigger and bigger and bigger, to dream bigger and bigger and bigger. And we just say yes and amen to how big you want us to grow. So we just thank you for this morning and we just bless everyone listening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.